Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Leisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. God gives us everything through Jesus Christ as we read in Romans 8.32. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You can depend on God. You can count on his loving provision as a fact because you know how much he gave to solve the greatest problem you have, the sin that separated you from his presence. Isaiah 59.2 The Father understood your deep need to have a relationship with Him, so He gave no less than the one far above every name that is named. Ephesians 1.21 His only Son, Jesus, if He would give His own precious Son so you could know Him, why is it you doubt He would want to help you with what you're facing? Of course your problem matters to him, because it means so much to you. The truth of the matter is, the God of all creation, the great I Am, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, loves you, and he is so wholeheartedly committed to you. So listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and listen to him in the word which is anointed. So listen to him and trust him to help you with whatever you need today. God says that the knowledge of God is in the heart. I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord. Jeremiah 24, 7. He's an intimate companion. Come close to God and he will come close to you. James 4, 8. God wants to build an intimate relationship with you. This is fundamental to redemption. The curse fell on mankind due to alienation from God. The intimate moments you share with the Savior, worshiping Him, sensing His closeness, and expressing your love for Him are the very times when He reveals Himself to you. In fact, Exodus 33.11 describes the conversations God had with Moses as one speaks to a friend. The word friend here means intimate companion. This is the kind of relationship He desires to have with you. The Lord never intended for you to merely know about him. He wants you to know his ways. He wants unconditional love for you on a deeply personal level as you go through life. To see him as your unfailing companion and wonderful friend. Therefore draw closer to the Father in fellowship because when you do, you will trust him more deeply and share the feelings and challenges you face with him more openly. And you will get to know him as Moses did, as your truly intimate, trustworthy friend who loves you, provides for you, and knows you best. Lord, draw me close. May your sweet spirit guide all my ways. Often people think that If God is in control and loves them, and there is nothing hindering their relationship with him that is no unconfessed sin, then things from the curse of original sin 
should not happen to them. While God has redeemed us, as the Bible tells us in Galatians 3, 12 through 14, from the curse of the law, which includes sickness and disease, poverty and all malaise, mankind experiences. This passage tells us that we live by faith, which is different than the law. Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by himself, becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that is, is crucified. To the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. God brings us through all trials when we turn to him and place our faith in our all-powerful, loving Savior who has our very best in mind always. Once we place our faith in him, the peace and contentment that he has for us, that peace which transcends all understanding, will mount garrison over your mind and emotions so you can trust in God. All things are possible when we believe in, in and have confidence in his love and atoning work. Focus on God's word because you magnify its power over the circumstance. It, everything really comes to the matter of focus. If we are unaware, you know, like Peter and Paul would say that Satan goes about like a roaring la- a lion seeking who he may devour. So if, our, if we're kind of idle, um, then we're not focused on the Father, and when we're not focused on him, Satan has a leeway to come. So it is important that we continually are focusing on God and his word. Otherwise, our natural faculties, which, which um, draw conclusions from the data that comes to us, will begin to take the ascendancy over the spirit, which distances from God and distances us from his power to work in our lives because we can't hear him. It's like white static coming up, drowning out the Holy Spirit. So our assignment as Christians is to draw nigh to God and he will be able to communicate with us. He will will keep us from becoming overwhelmed by the natural realm. And that is Satan's playground. Now, in the 1800s, George Mueller was one who, whose ministry was set up by God to teach us how to trust God. And he went through great trials in shaping and in, in a discipline of the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, to be able to trust God without worrying about what he's seen or just feeling anxious, which causes us to become like a tortoise where we draw our head in and everything and we just, you know, hide out. Um, So it is by that focus on God continually that George Mueller was able to overcome the natural realm, trust God for millions of dollars. If anyone ever had a right to be worried, George Mueller did. For decades he walked through trials of faith that would leave many of us shattered in mind and body. More than 10,000 children depended on him for food, clothing, and shelter throughout his lifetime. His orphan houses lived for years on the edge of poverty, and he had committed early on 
to never ask anyone but God for money. Never at any time were their needs not met. By poverty, it doesn't mean that the needs weren't met or things weren't there, but there was no store of money in the bank. And that is something we we want. We want to have a store of money somewhere, uh, to, and that's where we're going to draw our security. But God says, no one can serve two masters, for either you will hate the one and love the other, or you're going to love one and despise the other one. You cannot serve God and mammon or money, uh, because if money is your security, then you're wide open to Satan to pull your strings like a puppet. And you're not in tune with God, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And you're trusting in something that can easily be taken away. So even if you have money, there are there's the various elements of the curse that can come upon you. And ultimately, eternally, you could lose your salvation. For what shall it profit if a man shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So we want to hang on to things, and those are the things that God will prune us from, that he will clip back so that he clips back so that we will grow, but he also um, puts us in a position of discipline where we cannot get the gratification. Uh, we cannot settle ourselves with those things that we try to hang on to, and that can become a God that is going to fail. So never at any time were the children's needs not met. That time they had no foster care, no social services, no social security, nothing. So it had to come from the church, and there's the church in the in every faith community, Christian faith community, that brought about the social services. Foster care was initiated by Christians. And so once George Mueller took care of all of these children who were just on the street, I mean, there was nothing for them from the state. So it took the church to change the ways of society. The Catholic Church has built Western civilization along with various other Christian church communities. began with the Catholic because that's all there was for a long time. But that still left an awful lot to do. And that's still our place today, is that we're the ones that bring in God's ways, which are for the common good. George always knew that it all came from God. He learned that in the silent years, the times of waiting and trusting until the light of dawn, perhaps somewhat of fretting all night. Even Paul says, "I, I he learned how... Paul, St. Paul, though writing about trusting in God, said he learned to be content in whatever state he was in. That means there was a point where he was going through this kind of pruning and trialing where he had to really uh, go through the process of realizing the grace of God and that because God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So he's saying it's all right that you're weak as long as you stay focused. Because if you stay focused, the Holy Spirit will bring you, to, bring you to triumph and to transcend. But this is, no matter where you turn, this is how God deals with us, is to bring us into focus of who God is 
so that we rest in him. We enter into that rest of the children of God. Few people walked with more of the peace of God that surpasses all understanding than George Mueller. The peace of God which passes all understanding is what happens when we are pushed back from holding on to anything but God and then at some point we begin to have that trust and this allows him, us to be taken care of. Over and over in his autobiography, George Mueller, or in his shorter book, Answers to Prayer, reads, readers find Mueller poor, pressed down with cares, and yet at peace. Now poor doesn't mean that he was wasting away, but that he was not in control by the possession of money. The key for Mueller was prayer. When George Mueller was asked, how could he be so calm in the middle of a hectic day with so many uncertainties at the orphanage? Because anxiety is what takes away our ability to focus. So George Mueller handled the burdens of 10,000 orphans. He took them one by one off his shoulders and rolled them unto God's, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Grace and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests, so I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado, 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.